gang, welcome to Best Night Ever, a show where interesting people who do interesting things tell the story of their best night ever. I'm your host, Ian Hollihan. With me, as always, is Reggie Miller, the cat, not the dude. For those of you who don't know me personally, I'm going to uh, share something a little personal about me. I have had a chip on my shoulder for the French language for a pretty long time. Not a chip on my shoulder for the French people. Not a chip on my shoulder for the French culture. Not a chip on my shoulder for the country of France. I specifically mean the language of French. And I'd like to clear the air up. And to do that, we have to go back in time to May of 1983. I was born May of 1983 in Southern California. For those of you who don't know, Southern California borders one of the Mexican countries called Mexico, where the national language is Spanish. What we call California now was actually once owned by Spain. Their native language, believe it or not, was Spanish. Hell, I'm San Diego, Orange County... Los Angeles, all Spanish words. In fact, my stepmother growing up was Mexican. Her father was a mariachi guitar player and singer. What I'm really trying to say, people, is uh, for uh, you know a, a fat Irish kid, I was literally drowning in Latin culture. When I went to high school, of course, I took Spanish for four years. I did pretty good. Then I went to college and figured, no, I'm going to take the high road. I'm not going to take the easy way out and take Spanish. I'm going to try a brand new language, which I knew nothing about. I was a pretty good student in college, and, you know, I don't want to get too into it, uh, uh, but my GPA greatly suffered. I was terrible at French, and, you know, I think I'm a smart guy. I think I'm a quick learner. It's clearly the language's fault. So, now that I'm older, now that I've grown a little bit, I think I'm finally able to accept that maybe it's not entirely 100% the French language, uh, you know, the official language of 29 different countries, maybe I... Maybe I had a very small uh, influence on, you know, a, a little bit on my almost failure, maybe, you know. And, you know, uh, French language, if you're listening, um, I hope we can uh, move beyond this and be friends. Um, I bet you guys want to know why I'm talking about this. Well, I'll tell you. Our storyteller today is telling a story about a night in Paris, or as they say in France, Paris. Our storyteller tonight is a woman named Juliet Obedo. Obedo, of course, meaning city in the Igbo language. The Igbo people, uh, of course, being one of the most industrial tribes in eastern Nigeria. Actually, the the oldest village in Ahiara, which is in the state of uh, Imo in Nigeria, is named Obedo Ahiara, uh, which is really just a, a group of hamlets. Uh, of course, Ahiramama, Abiyabongo, Amiakali, Amiakwali, Amiahue, Amialuru, Akula, Amiawai. I, I really think I did a good job pronouncing those. I'm not even kidding. Uh, Juliet Obedo is an entrepreneur, and she's an online influencer. And Juliet is a millennial coach. Uh. Uh, I really hope she can explain a little bit more about what she does because, you know, uh, to quote Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon, uh, I think I'm too old for that stuff. But before we do that, I'm going to ask a favor of you. You know what it is. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts, subscribe. Blah, blah, blah. Something snarky. If you're listening online, uh, favorite it. Is that something? Or, or like hit the star. Uh, like if you're on my website, bestnightoverpodcast.com, I think if you hit the star, it'll be saved and uh, uh, you get to see art um, and uh, hear the episode every Tuesday and not have to think about it. I guess, it, sorry, if you if you favorite it, you will have to think about it. But if you subscribe, you don't. Hey, look, we're all making sacrifices for each other, okay? Uh, Juliet Obedo, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. She's currently taking a selfie. So, uh, what you do, people like, it's, uh, it's like I'm having this really cool guest named Juliet Obedo. Cool, why, why is she interesting? The way that I was able to describe what you do, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you're kind of like uh, uh, 
a hitch meets Arthur Fonzarelli for millennials and uh, startups, meaning like they got the brains, but you can give them, you can show them how to be cool. Like put on a leather jacket, slick back the hair. <laughs> Uh, is that, am I, am I near? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like I kind of just like help them get started, like launch, fund, and market your business. Julia, you're a cool person. <laughs> Thank you. You know, let's, let's not, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. You're cool. You know how to be cool and, uh, and you're good at it. So own it, embrace it. Um, yeah. It's important for small businesses to know to be cool. Mm-hmm. And I had a guest named Elliot Tamino. He's the founder of a, yeah, of a Asterix PR. He's great. Oh, you know Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good at staffing cool people. Like, you have to be good at your job, obviously. Yeah. But if you're not cool, no one's going to want to work with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't really talk about my 9 to 5 on the show, but I, I'm in the tech startup world, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I've worked at some companies where they just don't get the cool factor. And if they just got, like, some skinny jeans mm-hmm. and maybe some pastel colors, going through the roof for <laughs> exactly. success. You know it's what I like, mean? come on. Like you target younger uh, entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and people who just need to be cool, as I mentioned. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. Maybe you can help me. Now, my older brother, Matt, who fans of the show I've talked to about in the past, he's five years older than me, right? Mm-hmm. He's Generation X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I'm a millennial, as is someone born in 1996. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny because I was actually listening to a podcast and someone who was like 21. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, I'm." they described her as a millennial coach. And I'm like, wait, no, no, <laughs> no. I feel like millennials um, are really people that are born in 83 to um, 93, really. like Because that 1996 actually overlaps with G- Gen Z. Oh. So they should really be claiming Gen Z because if we're talking about, because if you haven't had a CD burned, <laughs> then I don't think you can classify as a millennial. Like if you were, if you weren't listening to, if you didn't have to like go running and hold a CD up for gym class, yep, like yeah. you went straight to iPod, you know, yeah. and you're for it. No, no. That's great. Yeah. Write that down. You should trademark that. <laughs> That's like, right. Put that in the book. I was going to say, uh, you're, you're not a millennial if you have no idea who Arthur Fonzarelli is. <laughs> we're recording this on April 17th. Uh, this is probably going to come out for a few weeks. A uh, big world news happened this week with Paris. Oh, yeah. And Notre Dame didn't burn completely down, but got burnt. You know, I've never been to Paris. Uh, I The French language actually destroyed my GPA in college, so I really have no intention to go to Paris. <laughs> I hear it's great. Yeah. Notre Dame, obviously, like uh, is it, it sucks what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, so I think people go a little overboard with, uh, were you like, oh, that sucks. I'm glad I was able to take a picture in front of it. For yeah, a actually, like, so I was, yeah, we took some photos in front of Notre Dame and um, someone was doing um, some cool um, art on in front of Notre Dame on the, with chalk. So I took some, I, I think I have some pictures out there and of Notre Dame too. Notre Dame. Yeah, I was just like, wow, like it was crazy just because it is, because I'm, I am like, well, I grew up Catholic mm-hmm. and I was going to be a nun. So, so I was looking at like, what? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I was oh, going to wow. be a nun. So I was just like, oh, wow. So it's kind of like the little, nun Juliet was like oh my gosh and like I did the whole I was like how could they you know I was like that's true evil you know so I looked at it more like from like a religious perspective like anytime anyone burns down a church I get upset Mm. so I was I love it (laughs) like other people party but (laughs) throw marshmallows but I get I'm the only one that gets upset no but so I felt so and my dad too and we're just like wow like because my parents are really religious So I was like, well, that's so sad. Um, it, it just, 
so and, and then also like what it just it was confusing because it's like what was what was the reason like was it religious was it um it's because it they want to take away. I, I think it was an accident. Like it was, no one's no one set it on fire. Yeah, it was a guy. I don't think so. I think. I th- oh, yeah. I think it was. I thought they arrested the guy. Maybe they did. Oh, okay. Like I, when I, last I heard, it was just some some dingus. Because uh, the French smoke so many damn cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, they had the smoke room in the church. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the uh, being raised. Catholic. I was also raised Catholic. Oh, okay. Um, and. Uh, as as Catholics tend to do, whenever anything goes bad in their universe, it's because God is mad at you, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you did something wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, example: uh, when this show premiered, the day before it premiered, uh, this band, The Misfits, announced they're doing a big reunion show in L.A. And it's like, oh, great! No one's going to care about my, my my stupid shitty podcast <laughs> because The Misfits are coming out. <laughs> Thanks, God. Um, <laughs> And uh, episode three came out this week, and uh, our guest was a stand-up comedian named Iman El Husseini from Montreal, a French speaker, the day before Notre Dame burns down. Wow. Thanks, God. Yeah. Like, the Catholic in me was like, <laughs> what did I do now? Uh, and uh, do you know how many Catholics does it take to screw in a light bulb? Zero. They just sit in the dark and say, why, God? Uh, yeah. Why? <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? It, it's, it, it is a tragedy that Notre Dame burned down, but... uh We'll just have to make a newer, like RoboCop. We'll build. Yeah, them. everyone's like throwing them billions of dollars at this. point. I'm like, what? And then I think it was they have insurance too. Of course, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Juliet, Reggie Miller, he has insurance. Oh. I'm, I'm sure. I'm certain they're fine. Like they're honestly fine. But uh, people who are out there listening who want to throw money at a cause, um, I'll take donations. <laughs> Juliet, again, thanks for coming on the show and tell us about your best night ever. Okay, so about two. Two, three years ago, I think. Three, yeah, three years ago, I went to Paris with one of my good friends. We've been friends for like 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, so um, I met her through one of my older friends. Um, She went to college with her and then we started to take trips together as a group. But then um, as we got older, like more people like have more obligations. So... Me and her, we have we had more flexible schedules at that time. And I booked the um, this vacation like earlier in the year, and then I launched my business in the fall, like right before we went on vacation. And I just got like a few clients. So my company, it's called Forward Startup Solution. My first clients, um, one was a, a fashion store, another was a hairstylist. Um, and then I also had, um, oh, wow, what was, oh, a girl that wanted to start a trucking company. And I was so stressed out going to Paris. And so by the time we got there, I was just like, I felt I was dealing with like imposter syndrome and like, I just felt like, who am I to, you know, because usually when I work for a company, they pay the company and the company pays me. I've never had people just pay me directly. And the the fee that I was charging for my services was what you you normally charge, but it was coming to me directly. So it's like, I've never had like this much money and then this much responsibility to help these people get funding. I was worried that who, no, I don't have staff, so like who's taking my clients, but I still was like using it to, you know, post content. So, you know, I have my clients are like, we just gave you like money in your Paris. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I was just dealing with a lot mentally. And so finally, when we um, went out that evening, like, because I, I also like planned the, tri- the trip, like what we're doing, where we're eating, where we're going and stuff. And so we went out to dinner. And um, the place that I picked just like had good reviews, but then it turned out that they were closing early for the night. And so we ended up just going up the street to this really cute place. And that he was, it was like run by one guy and he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll still open. So it was like, all right, fine. The food's not going to be good. We'll just eat. It's fine. The food was amazing. Okay. It was so good. It was like roasted chicken that was like moist and it was like potatoes and like bread with, but it was so, it was like really good. And, um, we were, and we actually sat on the street outside so we got to people watch and then we had like a girl that was sitting next to us and she was like talking to us about Paris and like where we should go and her she was like yeah my husband and then while she was talking about her husband her date who was not her husband came up so we we're like whoa this is they run different here it's like it was like wow that was funny and so she just looked at us and like winked and like left and we were just like I feel like she was like a little fairy and she like sprinkled fairy dust on us because the rest of the night was kind of like that on that theme like it's like you think one thing and then it becomes another and so after that um, we decided to go to a lounge that I had on my list in my list Compador General so you could tell like I'm the list maker. My friend was like, pre- it was pretty chill. Oh yeah, my friend, um, she loves to travel too. And she's like very bohemian and she lives in Philly and she just like loves to travel. So she was like really chill about everything. And I was just like kind of really uptight. So I was loosening up, but she was already loose. And so we get to the lounge, you go in and um, we find a spot and we're drinking, but I'm still kind of tense. You know, I'm still tense and I'm just like trying to drink and just like try to take pictures, trying to have fun, loosen up. And she's just like, okay. And so she, I think she got tired of me. She like left to go somewhere. Oh, to smoke. She went to smoke. And then I went to get another drink. And so I was like, where is she? Like, what's going on? And so I was talking to some people at the bar. No, I was just waiting for my drink because it take they run a little slower than New York. And so I was just like talking to some people there they're like where are you from new york and so i was like all right finally got my drink and then i go to the smoking room and she just made like all these friends <laughs> so it's like okay great and so we're sitting there and she like made like friends and they were like so cool like the coolest looking people like one had like they look like black eyed peas but less cringe you know like like if they were french <laughs> so they're just so cool and um, they were bilingual, but still, you know, we were still like communicate. And my friend actually speaks some French, so it was good. And so we're chatting with them, and then they come out of the smoke room, and we're just like in the bar, we're dancing a little bit, chatting up. And they're like, you know what, you guys should come with us to this next place. Okay, great. And I was just like, wow, I was just like loosening up, loosening up. And so the next place that we go is like this, this place that's like not even listed. It was just kind of like a speakeasy spot. And it felt like a French movie. And it was just amazing because we go in and it was just like quiet. And then all of a sudden it's like bright disco lights. Also too, like at the time, like I was seeing someone and then we broke up. So I was just kind of like, yeah, 
And so I was kind of down before I go to Paris. And so I get there and it was just like the disco lights and it was just like, like opening credits of, you know, a scene in a nineties movie. And it was just like so amazing. And we just, we started to dance. And then one guy was like, Hey, you guys want some drinks? And so we got some drinks. And so we're dancing and we're having a good time. And we're, and everyone's just like kind of like surrounding us because we were dancing differently than everyone. It was just like, I felt like too cool for school. And then the funniest thing happens. This guy that one of her friends, um, no, I don't remember his name. Do you guys want a bottle? And I was like, yeah, sure. And <laughs> he goes to get the bottle. He's like, okay, so I need your card. And I was like, what? So I gave him my card. I thought it was just like to hold it. And they like, charged like, 200 euros which is like 300 something dollars and my and I was just like oh my god and so my friend said what what's going on I was like they just charged this on my card and he she's like no so she took it she spoke to the bartender and you know he they credited it back onto my account they took the bottle back he was like oh what I was like no I didn't know what was going on he's like oh it's okay and so he's like still dancing with me. He's like, whatever. And I was just like, this guy is crazy. And so he's like, oh, come here. And I was like, all right, sure. And so he takes me to um, the back and he's like, oh, no, I said, I need to go to the bathroom. He's like, oh, sure, come here. And then so he takes me to the bathroom. The bathroom is beautiful. But then all of a sudden, like I'm in the bathroom with him and he's like, starts to like lean over and sniff and I'm like what is going on and then he turns around he like puts something under my nose and I, I like you know instinctually like instinctively I sniffed so <laughs> and I came out I think I accidentally did coke she said what are you doing you're first you're charging your card you're doing coke what's going on I go from like the list making friend to doing <laughs> coke in the bathroom and getting bottles like she's like what is going on and so the same guy comes back and he's like hey whatever and i'm like dancing he's like and so we just start really just like dancing i love to dance all of a sudden he takes a drink sip of his drink and tries to spit his drink in my mouth And then do like matrix moves and he's like okay no biggie and so all of a sudden um this tall guy like comes up and he's like so cute he's um tall with like curly hair his name was Matthew he saw me like doing my matrix moves and he's like um <laughs> looked at me like what are you doing and I was like oh no it was just like that guy so he kind of like with his body like pushed the other guy away and I started to dance with him. Yeah. And so, and like people in Paris, like the guys in Paris, they're not like emotionally tied to you. Like he was just, even when I said no bottle, he was like, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, Coke? <laughs> he's like, spit? <laughs> he was really, really cute. And he was, he was also a good dancer. And so like he ends up taking me to their smoke, their smoking room. Um, because they don't smoke like in the place they they have like indoor smoking but like in a specific area and so it's um really cool the way this club was decorated was like amazing like even the bathroom had like lipstick print like real lipstick people can kiss it it's just yeah on the walls and so we go to a smoking room the guy doesn't speak any english 
<laughs> so it's me, him, and like his friend, like kind of like translating for us, like. And so we're just like talking, and all of a sudden, like I'm smoking. I'm like, I guess I'll smoke in Paris. I already did coke, right? <laughs> What's a cigarette? And so I'm smoking with them, and then she's like, "We're going to another place. You should come with us." It was late. It was kind of like late, it, not late for New York, but late for Paris. I was like, "Oh, what time do you guys close here?" <laughs> like he's like, "No, we have other places to go." And you know, I've watched the movie Taken, and so. <laughs> Like, eh, I have not. So I had to, I was like, let me run it by my friend because I, my decision making skills have not been on point this evening. So she was like, yeah, let's go. And so she's like six feet and she, and you know, I can handle myself. So we're like, okay. And we just got, you know, it just, I had good, got good vibes from them. So we end up leaving with them. And so we went to this other place. They didn't let us in because they said it was a private party. So then we like went down the street and to another like, speakeasy kind of place so guy turns out to be a model which made sense because we actually were there during um it was paris fashion week so there were a lot of models in town so i was like oh yeah um because it was in the fall and so we went there and door person who saw the guy was like okay come in the beauty this is where all the beautiful people were all the models all the fat it was amazing is this even real life? <laughs> like everyone's gorgeous. Um, no one's trying to spit in my mouth or make me do coke. So that's plus. <laughs> and so I, he just like held my hand the whole time. It was amazing. And so at this point too, I was really, really drunk. But the best part of it was that I got to meet Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, I'm just going to be real. I was obsessed with Lenny Kravitz. Okay, so this is why it's a huger deal than, you know, it sounds like, oh, yeah, because in New York you meet, you see celebrities like uh, Dwayne Reed is like what on the subway. But I even dated two guys that looked like him. They were, they were not him, but they just looked like him. So I just dated them because of that. So I was obsessed. So early in the day, right, I saw a guy like, looking to buy like he was at buying a uh, motorcycle like at those shops and i was like that guy looks like he looks like lenny kravitz and i was just like oh whatever maybe what maybe it was i don't know but then i meet him and then he knew the model guy that i was with he was like right here and so and someone was sitting between us and then i was like talk it's like oh my gosh are you lenny kravitz he's like yeah <laughs> as he should say yeah <laughs> And he is just so cool. So I was like, oh my gosh, like the lady, lady was my favorite song. It like, I told him that it like would always make me happy or pep me up whenever I listened to it in high school. I would play it over and over again. And I would like run down the hall in my boarding school, listen to it. And he was like laughing. He was like, oh, that's nice to hear. And I was like, I know that you came out with other stuff, but that song just like when I was down, I just play it over and over again. He's like, I'm glad, I'm glad. And then he was like, he's like, oh, you went to boarding school? And so I was just like told him about boarding school. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? He said, am I in fashion industry? I was like, no, um, we just took a trip and we met um, Matthew. And then, you know, we just seemed to, you know, land here. And I was like, I, I, I'm glad that we did. He's like, yeah, I'm glad you guys did too. He's so cool. And it was just like, 
I remember listening to his music and just like wishing that I, <laughs> I just, that I would meet him one day. And is everything that was happening, everything that happened prior to the trip, me being there it, and meeting him and just having this experience just taught me like, just showed me that I was on the right track. I thought like maybe I would have to go back to working for a company. Like why was I starting this business? Am I on the right path? I was just dealing with so much mentally. And I was like, too, like when I was on the plane coming over here, I was like, am I even doing, what am I doing? Like, why am I going on vacation? I just started a company. I have like LinkedIn notifications coming on. I was like, yeah, I should just apply for this job when I get back. I'm not even, I don't know what I'm doing. And everything that happened during the night was kind of like my life. You know, like I have these plans and then I'm supposed to go to this restaurant, but I end up going to this one. And then it was a, even a better meal than we expected. And then we meet, you know, we get to meet lovely people and then we go to another event, another place. And then we end up meeting some interesting folks and then I go to one place and then I get into some trouble, you know, but you know, it all works out. And then, then all leads to Lenny Kravitz. Maybe it was a Coke. I don't know, but I just saw <laughs> Lenny Kravitz is a sign. I'm not going to apply for another job. I'm going to put my all into this business. Everything's okay. You know, someone someone might actually run my car for bottle service, but I'll get the money back. You don't die from a, from Coke or someone trying to spit in your mouth. You get to like the finish line and your dream guy or Lenny Kravitz is there waiting for you. Um, during when I started to start hosting events, when I started to incorporate other um, services, when I started to expand, when I started to hire people, the more stressed I deal with or like not go to plan, I always think of that night like, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Okay. We're all searching for our Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Running this business has made me like a stronger person. And so me being a strong person, having the experience, having this mindset, um, I kind of like push it on to my clients. You know, if they need strength, if they need some positive energy, if they need some Lenny Kravitz, I'll be there. You're going to be someone else's Lenny Kravitz. I'm going to be, yeah. <laughs> I'll be your Lenny Kravitz. You're on the right path. <laughs> it was the best night ever. I loved like the black eyed peas with less cringe. Because <laughs> I, I fucking hate the black eyed peas. Constantly what's on. I've never met a black eyed peas fan. Have you? Like a real fan of the black eyed peas? You might because you're cooler than me. Thank you so much for that story, Juliet. Uh, if there's any black eyed peas fan, please let me know. I, I, I'm, I'm not being a jerk or anything. Like I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make fun of you. I just I've honestly never met an actual black eyed peas fan. Now I don't mean someone who just like finds them palatable. Someone who's like, oh, if they're on, it's fine. I mean like a fan. If they're playing a show, you're going. You're buying a t-shirt. I just want to know if you exist. Speaking of going to shows or going to concerts, one of my first ever concerts was, believe it or not, Lenny Kravitz. It was at Jones Beach Amphitheater. And it was fine. I, I think I was like 15, 14, uh, it was in the late 90s. But between every song, Lenny kept saying, what's up, New York City? But here's the thing. Anyone who's from the 118 miles known as the Island of Long knows that Jones Beach is in Wontaw, pretty far away from New York City. So when he first started saying, what's up, New York City? Everyone's like, wow, I go there on the weekends sometimes. But after like the sixth or seventh time, I think the entire audience just kept thinking to themselves, should someone tell them? I don't want to tell them, but someone should tell them, right? But beyond that, it was a fun show. You know, 14-year-old Ian didn't mind it. Um, if you want to learn more about Juliet, you can check out her website. It's com, which is F-E-T-E-D-U-J-U-L-I-E-T dot C-O-M. 
You can follow her on Instagram. Uh, her handle is Juliet C. Obido. It's J-U-L-I-E-T-C-O-B-O-D-O. Get your booty on the flow flow. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's Best Night Ever Podcast. You can send us an email. It's Best Night Ever Podcast at Gmail. You can visit our website to see original art pertaining to each episode, including this one. That's bestnighteverpodcast.com. Here's where things get different. Our Twitter majigger is BNE Podcast because Best Night Ever Podcast wouldn't fit. And folks, just because you're not a millennial coach doesn't mean you haven't had your first Best Night Ever yet. And just because you haven't found your Lenny Kravitz yet doesn't mean you can't be somebody else's whether you're listening to this in the daytime afternoon or night I hope it's the best ever see you next time